Welcome to the Goal Line Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by Mike Yostrowski in association with Underground Sports Philadelphia. And welcome back to another exciting episode of the Goal Line Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Yastrowski, joined as always by Mr. Kyle Bennett. How you doing, buddy? Good to have you back, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. A lot better than last week. Celebrated I, uh, I a birthday? Back. I did. I did. My Happy... birthday was a couple of days ago. Happy belated via the pod. Thank but... you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, dude, it was, uh, it was a good weekend. I kind of just... Saturday night went a little too hard, so uh, my actual <laughs> birthday was Sunday, and I ended up just uh, sitting on the couch watching football all day and uh, nursing a mean hangover, so it all worked out. I got to watch football all day on my birthday. <laughs> That's the best. Uh, is that the is that the number one cure for a hangover, is just watching football? Uh, no doubt. No I doubt. can't but relate. You need, like, you need uh, some greasy food, like, around... Whenever you wake up, maybe around like 10 or 11 a.m., get some greasy food in you, maybe a, maybe a Gatorade, and you're good to go. See, I can't relate, because if our listeners don't know already, I don't drink, so I get all my information about all this stuff from you, because you you have experienced it, you are well-versed, and uh, listening to the stories is, is never a, a dull moment. Well, hey, man, if it makes you feel better, I think the next morning... Like, every next morning, I'm like, I'm never drinking again. Yes, you are. <laughs> and then the next weekend happens, and I'm like, all right, maybe this time will be different. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we got a pretty good show coming up for you guys today. We're going to, in a moment, we're going to hop on into uh, some of the uh, really, really awesome starts from Week 10. But before we do, let's go around and do some news. And I want to talk about Tyler Lockett really quick because he had a massive, massive scare last night. Um, he sat out in overtime. Nobody had any idea why. I was sitting there scratching my head. I was like, why is this guy out? And then uh, I turned on my phone this morning around 6 a.m. to see that he was hospitalized. And uh, for a brief moment in time, it seemed like he was in danger of actually losing his leg due to a, a very severe bruise and a blood issue. But luckily, they came out with some news a couple hours ago saying that he would be okay, and he might actually be back on the field uh, following their Week 11 bye. So sounds like Tyler Lockett kind of dodged a bullet there. Yeah, that was uh, weird because he was sitting on the bench, just helmet off, and everybody was like, doesn't seem like he's coming back in the game. And then uh, that tweet comes ar- around, and he was sent to the hospital and everything. I was like, what the hell? Like, if, if it was that serious, my first initial thought was like, why didn't they get him to the hospital, like, during the game. You know, like, if, it, if something that serious was about to, you know, occur, you would think that they'd want to rush him to the hospital. But, uh, thankfully, nothing serious, and uh, Tyler Lockett's going to be okay. Yeah, and thank God for that, you know. And that that is beyond fantasy football. Just for thank sure. God for that in general. Um, moving on, the probably biggest news that we're going to have for uh, quite some time. Colin Kaepernick 
this upcoming Saturday will be working out for NFL clubs in Atlanta. It's finally happening. Colin Kaepernick might return to the NFL. What are your thoughts? Uh, we were talking about this right before we started recording. I think there is uh, some some you know actual validity to it to where a team could you know pounce on him and, and bring him in. There's a few teams that stuck out to me. Potentially the Bengals bringing him in as a uh, kind of bridge quarterback because we know the Bengals are taking either uh, Tua or uh, Joe Burrow because they watched that Alabama LSU game and that was you know all their dreams come true in one game. Uh, ever since they moved on from Andy Dalton, which, side note, it was very weird watching that game this weekend. Andy Dalton is still a captain for the Bengals, but he doesn't play. It's kind of like Eli. I was like, that's just a slap in the face. It really is, man. You bench him on his birthday, and he's still a captain of the team, but he doesn't play. But uh, I think Cap has a chance to end up in Cincinnati. You had mentioned potentially bringing him into Carolina as a backup to Kyle Allen now that Cam Newton's season is done. Uh, it's going to be a team that is in playoff contention. I think we both agree outside of the Bengals. But uh, it's it's very interesting, and, I mean, it, it's well overdue. Good for Cap getting a, uh, you know, a shot at a, at a workout and an interview. Yeah, and you and I were also talking about, you know, they're – I haven't read a Colin Kaepernick report probably in over a year, to be completely honest, just because, you know, it's the same thing every year. Someone gets hurt, oh, bring in Cap, you know, the world gets divided, whatever. I'm, I'm really happy for him that he finally has um, a workout. But I do, and you and I, you and I touched base on this, we're both hoping that he kind of goes into this knowing that he's not going to get a starting quarterback deal. You know, he wants, he wants big money, he wants a starting quarterback deal, but... I just can't see anyone reaching out and giving him a starting deal right off the bat. You know, that's why, you know, just settling for backup money at first, even if it's just for the remainder of this season, you know, uh, just anything to kind of get himself back into it would help. So hopefully that uh, that happens for him and everything goes well. But I think it's definitely more of a more of a backup role than anything at this point. Yeah, especially now that we're heading into week 11. Like there's no way a team is bringing him in to be a starter to a team like where he doesn't know the offensive playbook, doesn't know the players, all that good stuff. Like he's gonna have to come in knowing that he's got to learn a playbook. He's got to you know adapt to where he's going, especially since he hasn't played in a few years now. So it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, he's definitely not gonna be fantasy relevant, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on for the future and just moving forward to know that Colin Kaepernick has a chance to get back into the league, especially at a time where we have guys like Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Even Josh Allen with his legs, these mobile quarterbacks, you know, doing what they're doing at a high level to know what Cap was back when he was at his peak, if he can still move even, you know, half of what he was able to do, it's uh, it's a very intriguing thing the way the NFL is going with some quarterback play. Absolutely. Moving on to some injury, uh, the Jets placed Chris Herndon on season-ending IR. Um, if you had Chris Herndon... You never really got to use him, what so it's waste. time to move on. Get him off your roster. Uh, he's, he's done. Um, sucks. Emmanuel Sanders left last night kind of early with a rib injury. Um, they say he's considered dead today, but I've been seeing reports from day-to-day to week-to-week. Um, Shanahan's currently saying he's a game-time decision for, the, for San Francisco's next game. Uh, I would be very surprised to see him play in the next game. But uh, that's definitely a situation to monitor moving forward. Yeah, definitely. You know, he's had, I'm pretty sure, back in 
2014, that was an injury he was dealing with when he was with the Broncos was he had a rib injury, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so yeah, I think you're right. It's definitely something to keep an eye on because now it's a, a potentially reoccurring injury. And then the last little nugget of news that I want to point out is James Conner got himself a full practice today, which is great considering Pittsburgh plays on Thursday night. So it's looking like James Conner is finally going to return to the lineup after his uh, short injury stint. Of course he is, because I ended up trading him at our trade deadline in our league, Mikey. So that means he's going to get back on the field and he's just going to go absolutely bonkers, uh, you know, in this next game, because that's just what happens. But our trade, our trade deadline was uh, a little dead compared to most years. You know what, though? I got to point out, do you know you're playing James Conner? I am. <laughs> I did know you're, that. You're, you're against the guy that you traded him to. That is so funny. I did know that. I traded James Conner uh, for future draft pick compensation and a fourth-round pick next year. Dropped the player I got because it was Kalen Balaj and he sucks. Uh, so I was just kind of buying draft picks, kind of like the Miami Dolphins do. Uh, and then I traded Tevin Coleman and Alshon Jeffrey for uh, a third-round pick, Sony Michelle and uh, Mohamed Sanu. So I got some Patriots on my squad, and I got a third-round pick. So uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling nice about my team, even though I'm four and six. Yeah, and uh, I appreciate what you did, and uh, you took down Ryan, who was the only guy uh, keeping me from being top dog in uh, not only my division but the league. So uh, you uh, getting a win this week. Gave me first place, so thank you for that. Who'd have thunk, man? I, I switch up my team, bada bing, bada boom, we go off for the first time in weeks. Well done, boys, you know, well done. You know who's been going off? Lamar Jackson. MVP? Big, uh, dude, I, you know, I hate to admit it because I'm a Panthers fan. I am probably the biggest Christian McCaffrey fan aside from his parents. Um... <laughs> I have to admit it, dude. Uh, Lamar Jackson, he is clutch. He is incredible. He is having an absolutely historic season. And, um, you know, Christian McCaffrey is still a close second to me. But Lamar Jackson, yeah, he's he's got my vote for the MVP. My completely unbiased vote would definitely go to Lamar Jackson right now. I mean, dude, it's just he's playing like a god. Now, I will say this, though. He's got a few tough weeks coming up, so he's mm-hmm. got a game against Houston this week, which isn't too bad for that the game, defensive side of the ball. That could be a shootout. How they didn't flex that game to prime time is beyond me. I know. Lamar Jackson versus Deshaun Watson, like, who wouldn't want to see that? I'm salivating just thinking about it. But then he's got three tough matchups in a row against that Rams defense, San Francisco's defense, and Buffalo's defense. Um, so if you are a fantasy owner of Lamar Jackson, uh, obviously, you're still firing him up in any matchup, but just know that your couple weeks right before the playoffs, he might struggle a tad bit. But that Rams defense, though, has been proven to uh, be a little leaky lately, and uh, that game is very interesting as well. Uh, but I think the, like you said, the the real matchup, in my opinion, is going to be against that San Francisco defense uh, to see what he can do against them. But Lamar Jackson is honestly the closest thing that this next generation of football fans will have to us growing up and watching Michael Vick at his peak because that spin move Lamar Jackson put on that Bengals defense was literally Dirty. the Michael Vick experience commercial. Oh my god, I remember that. Right? That was literally, like, I went back in time and I was like, holy hell, that's the Michael Vick experience. Like, it was unbelievable. The sunglasses on the sideline. He's got a swagger about him right now. He is confident in his game. And uh, 
John Harbaugh is is scheming that team to where they need to be. He's he's a coach of the year candidate in my opinion too. And uh, Lamar Jackson could be on his way to winning an MVP in just his second season. Yeah, I think it's definitely a possibility. And then there's one more quarterback I want to talk about. Also a very young quarterback, actually a rookie quarterback. Uh, Daniel Jones, his team got the loss, but he put up 308 yards and four passing touchdowns. Um, Him and Darius Slayton look to have a very, very good connection. And... I, one, I love Darius Slayton moving forward. He's got a tremendous playoff schedule that I'll kind of get into a little bit later. Um, but Daniel Jones, would you consider him like the definition of a boomer bust at the quarterback position for fantasy? Absolutely. He's a turnover machine, but when he's getting the ball to his receivers, he, he gets the touchdowns, and that's what you want from your quarterback. And you know, some weeks he's hot, some weeks he's not. Sure, take this game with a grain of salt. They did lose, but they were playing against not a great Jets secondary. Uh, so he was able to get the ball out and do some things there. Plus, that Jets, you know, pass or uh, Jets, you know, defensive front shut down Saquon Barkley incredibly. Um, oh, dude, Barkley had one, one rushing yard. yard on 13 attempts. That killed his uh, average yards per game for the season destroyed it it was ridiculous with daniel jones if you if you already have him on your roster you definitely want to hold him if somebody drops him because of his bye week you definitely want to pick him up if you need a backup quarterback because listen to this he's not going to help you get in the playoffs in week 12 and 13 he's got chicago and green bay both pretty stingy defenses against the quarterback but week 14 he gets philly which you know how that secondary is week 15 he gets miami And week 16, he gets Washington. So Daniel Jones, uh, even though he's going to be hard to trust in your fantasy playoffs, he's got some tremendous matchups, and there's no no denying that. And uh, we have a little bit of breaking news here just in terms of scheduling, Mikey. Uh, It is not for week 11, but it is for week 12. The NFL has announced that the week 12 matchup between the Seattle Seahawks and my Philadelphia Eagles has been moved from an 8.20 p.m. kickoff to a 1 p.m. kickoff. Oh. So, a little bit of schedule changing there for your Week 12 lineups as uh, Sunday Night Football has been changed uh, from Eagles-Seahawks to I'm not exactly sure what it'll be. Uh, But if we find out during this recording, we will let you know. I kind of hope it's Carolina and New Orleans. That would be fun. And I'm not, I mean, obviously I'm saying that because I'm a Carolina fan. I want to watch the game, but... I mean that could uh, that could have a big implication. Definitely, that would be a, a huge inner division just playoff matchup. That'd be a lot of fun. Anyway, moving on to some running backs. Uh, what kind of show would it be if I didn't mention Christian McCaffrey having a completely amazing game? Uh, he had 141 scrimmage yards. He had a touchdown. He had six catches. He's super awesome. Uh, I don't blame that loss on him at all in the last second. I know some people were salty on that, but dude got stuffed on the three-inch yard line. Like, get over it, whatever. Yeah, it definitely um, was not his fault whatsoever. No, no. It's it's Kyle Allen. If Kyle Allen made one less... Kyle Allen makes some stupid decisions sometimes. You, you love Kyle Allen. Dude, I can't tell. I have a, such a love-hate relationship with him already. But, uh, <laughs> you know, either way, Christian McCaffrey, great game. On the other side of the field, Aaron Jones, also a great game. 
he had three touchdowns and 93 yards on only 13 rushing attempts. Wasn't targeted at all, which is weird considering uh, this time two weeks ago he was targeted eight times and did all his damage through the air. Um, but Aaron Jones is we, – we talked about him last time I was on the pie with you a couple weeks ago as being, you know, that top five running back surprise. And uh, he definitely didn't disappoint in this one against Carolina. Definitely. And, uh, you know, Carolina played the Packers. And I have your Week 12 Sunday Night Football matchup that has been flexed. Uh, it is Packers 49ers will be on Sunday Night Football. Ooh, that's kind of fun. So you get Aaron Rodgers against that 49ers defense. Well, that's kind of fun. I love a 1 p.m. start, though, on a Sunday, so I will take it. There you go. Uh, Ronald Jones, running back from the Tampa Bay Bucks. in case you forgot. Eight targets, eight receptions, 77 yards, a rushing touchdown, and 29 rushing yards to boot. What are what are your thoughts about Ronald Jones moving forward? I know there's like this famous hashtag on Twitter, hashtag never rojo. But uh week nine he had sixteen point two fantasy points, week ten he had twenty four and a half fantasy points. Is he someone that we can trust kind of moving forward or what are you what are you thinking about him? Yeah, I'm on board. I put a waiver claim in for him last week and I just I he didn't fall to me. Um I'm all in. You know, Bruce Arian said they were gonna use him more and they did just that. And if they're going to be throwing him the ball the way they did, he's going to be a super, super important, you know, fantasy asset down the stretch. And uh, I, I like Ronald Jones for the rest of the season if he's going to be catching balls from uh, from Jameis Winston. Yeah, I do too. Um, I think that I've always kind of been a fan of Ronald Jones. Um, if you look at my tweets from a year and a half ago when he first entered the league. I seem to be the only person ever defending him, and then everyone took a victory lap around me at the end of last season. I was like, guys, it was his first year. Like, come on. It was you so, and our uh, part-time co-host, Alex Ocasio, because he's a big USC guy, so he was all in on Rojo. Um, but, yeah, you, you told me about Ronald Jones. I looked him up. I was like, hey, this kid's pretty good. And then uh, he, he stunk last year, and then he stunk to begin this year, and Peyton Barber wasn't as wasn't good either like we had predicted. But it's good to see Ronald Jones finally finding some success and Bruce Arians using him the right way. Uh, so if they can continue that, he's going to be a very valuable flex option down the, down the stretch and in the playoffs. Absolutely. Before we move on to the receivers, there's one running back that I need to talk to you about, and uh, that's Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt yeah. coming in with 14.5 fantasy points in his first game as a Cleveland Brown. Uh, he ran the ball for 30 yards on only four attempts. He was targeted nine times um, by Baker Mayfield and caught the ball seven times for 44 yards. Do you like him as, I want to say, an every week flex? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they're going to use him, you, you got to think he's going to be a part of this offense now, the way that Cleveland's kind of just been playing. They're up and down. They barely squeaked by Buffalo. They couldn't get into the into the end zone with, with eight tries or whatever it was from the one-yard line. Uh, oh, that was one hell of a goal line stand. That was unbelievable. Uh, but yeah, you got to you got to think that he's going to be used now. So I definitely think he's a, a flex option for the rest of the season. Yeah, I will say it. It doesn't even necessarily bring down Nick Chubb by that much. I mean, I will say no. he is going to receive slightly less targets. But it's not like Nick Chubb has ever really been this target monster anyway. He still had 20 rushing attempts with Kareem Hunt on the field. So I think he's pretty safe. And 
I would kind of compare Kareem Hunt moving forward to kind of like that Tariq Cohen of last year kind of role. Um, not as explosive as Tariq Cohen was at the end of last year because he was like a top 12 running back, which was absurd. Um, but I think Kareem Hunt is definitely warranting uh, every week flex conversation. Yeah, I'd fire him up as a flex as long as he's, you know, consistent. Um, I told everyone I would retouch base on Darius Slayton, so that's what I'm going to do here. I do have he one had... more running back question for you, Mikey, because it seems oh, yeah, like he's back. Away. He's on my squad. Melvin Gordon back? Yeah, Melvin Gordon's back. Melvin. It, it took a little while for him to get back, but uh, I, I, you had to know that he was always going to come back, right? I, I always had faith in Melvin Gordon. I was never a detractor. I knew he just had to sit on the bench for a couple weeks, get his, get his act together, and uh, you know, putting him in timeout a little bit, probably fired him up, and uh, Melvin Gordon's back, and I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, that's you. You're definitely gonna like that this time next year when he's a keeper on your team. Oh yes, and when he's in a different situation on a behind a better offensive line, he's gonna be beautiful. Hashtag Chef Kiss. No doubt. Uh, so back to Darius Slayton. He was targeted 14 times by Daniel Jones this past Sunday. Caught 10 of those for 121 yards and two touchdowns. Get this. Before I even mention anything else. Last week, I went to the to the Monday night game, uh, the Giants and Dallas Cowboys. Just for the hell How was of it, that? I put tw- it was it was it was fun. It was cold. Christian but, McCaffrey uh, showed up. I, Christian McCaffrey did show up. He was the uh, the cat running around the end zone. For those of you that don't know, <laughs> but it was it was fun. But uh, that's a story yeah, was, you're going to be able to tell for the rest of your life. Oh, I know that you were the, at the, the Black Cat, cat game. Become, the cat has become such this incredible meme. On, on NFL Twitter, and uh, it's it's so cool that I was there for that, honestly. That is so awesome. But, uh, yeah, so funny story. Before we got to the game, me and my buddies, were, we were all on our uh, hashtag not a sponsor DraftKings apps, and we were, uh, we were placing bets, and I said, guys, everyone put $15 down for Darius Slayton to score two touchdowns. I feel it. He's doing it. Look at you. And uh, I, was a, I was a week too early, so... I would have won like 600 bucks last week if he would have done this last week. But, of course, I didn't remake the bet this week, so <laughs> it didn't work out. <laughs> but anyway, moving forward, I, I like Darius Slayton a lot. And kind of the same thing with Daniel Jones. He's going to be hard to trust in Week 12 and Week 13 against Chicago and Green Bay. But that playoff schedule of Philly, Miami, and Washington, if Darius Slayton, he's not going to get 14 targets every game but if he even gets half of that if he's getting seven or eight targets every game uh with with that chemistry that he's showing with daniel jones i think darius slayton could be a very sneaky receiver to have uh when it's playoff time i couldn't agree more he was the second highest fantasy uh player this week in terms of points only behind christian kirk who had a hell of a uh you know performance against the bucks but uh yeah what what a performance by mr slayton shout out he seems to be daniel jones favorite target and uh looks like the giants might have another component to that offense uh moving forward dude i gotta tell you i kind of have to uh create a humble brag here so right before the season started in my dynasty league there was a guy in my league he really wanted Nikhil harry and i had no need for him because i my receiving core is great so Nikhil harry was just going to sit on my practice squad and uh I wasn't going to use him because he was he was obviously on injured reserve. 
the guy at the time, he took Darius Slayton with like the third to last pick in the draft. And I knew who Darius Slayton was. I wasn't necessarily incredibly high on him, but I did like him. And the guy offered me his 2020 first round rookie pick and Darius Slayton for Nikhil Harry. And I took it. And now I'm loving that trade. What an incredible trade. You slide dog. I'm very pumped about it. Uh, Looking like Darius Slayton could be a real winner. But we'll talk about Christian Kirk real quick. You mentioned him uh, briefly. Dude had three touchdowns and a monstrous 138 yards. And uh, I think he was pretty much the whole reason why you ended up winning your matchup in our league. Yeah, Christian Kirk, man. I was was nervous because Christian Kirk was shut down uh, big time against the 49ers and I knew Tampa obviously the worst passing defense in the league they just cut their uh, former first round pick today in Vernon Hargraves uh, so I knew he had a chance to you know have a, a bounce back game but I was not expecting six catches on 10 targets for 138 yards and three touchdowns that's like peak Will Fuller points right there and uh yeah christian kirk had an absolute dominant bounce back game and man when he's healthy he is one of the best up-and-coming wide receivers in the league i was a bit of a doubter at first but i'm turning the page and i really like christian kirk in this offense a lot cliff kingsbury is using him the right way kyler murray likes throwing to him uh christian kirk is a big part of this offense for the arizona cardinals yeah i agree and i was a huge downer on christian kirk coming into the season and he's really proved me wrong personally. And uh, I definitely like him a lot moving forward. And I think more importantly, Kyler Murray likes him a lot. Definitely. I think uh, that's going to be, you know, Larry Fitzgerald's not getting any younger. And although Christian Kirk likes throwing the ball to him, I think, or uh, Kyler Murray, I should say, likes throwing the ball to Larry Fitzgerald. He's not going to be around for, you know, that much longer. So to have Christian Kirk there and have that, you know, uh, you know, comfortability with him and confidence in him, I think is going to be, huge moving forward i didn't realize those three touchdowns were christian kirk's first three touchdowns of the season yeah he had a monstrous game uh now i want to talk about a few more receivers with you but before i do while we're talking about arizona i want to talk about those few running backs that are back there so Kenyon drake obviously looked great in his first game as an arizona cardinal didn't exactly do all too much with his opportunities this week david johnson just returned from injury looked really really bad like not good at all and chase edmonds should be coming back um from his injury uh really soon i think if he's not back if he's not back this week i would imagine he'll be back when the bye week is over and he'll be back in week 13 so let's 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 assume that chase edmonds is fully back when they get back week 13 what running back do you think Arizona is going to trust to tote the rock? Uh, I don't trust any of them, so I can't even imagine what Arizona's thinking of doing. Yeah, dude, it's it's really rough because they have the history with David Johnson, but then they saw Chase Edmonds' work ethic this season and all offseason and how great he was when he finally got the opportunity to be the lead guy for a week or two. And then Kenyon Drake comes in. Looks great in his first game, too. So I think they've got a really hard um, decision on their hands. If you if you had to go into the fantasy playoffs rostering one of these guys, who would you choose? Man, that's like being stuck between a rock and a hard place. Um, 
Jeez. I mean, I, I think you have to say David Johnson just based off of past performance and just knowing what he's able to bring to the table, but I don't trust any of them as of right now. See, I would also say David Johnson. My my heart is telling me David Johnson, but my brain is saying Chase Edmonds because I think this Arizona team really, really does like Chase Edmonds. And at the very worst, he's going to get – he was – when David Johnson was still healthy, Chase Edmonds was getting lined up out wide, and he was playing a couple snaps technically as a receiver. So – I think in PPR leagues, Chase Edmonds is the only one that's going to kind of have somewhat of a safe floor between these three. But you're right. It is a situation I would prefer to avoid if I can. For sure. There's there's definitely better options for you to you know punch out there, especially since uh, adding Kenyon Drake to the mix. like It's, it's kind of just become a committee now, and you don't really know what's going to happen, and I think it's more of a pass-happy offense moving forward. Um, so that Arizona backfield is... Uh, how they say scary going forward. Now, the last receiver question I want to ask you. I'm going to give you three receivers, and I need you to tell me which one you would prefer to have for the rest of the season. Marquise Brown, Michael Gallup, or Debo Samuel? Ooh, this is a good one. Uh, so just, just, for some, just for some context, Debo Samuel, 19.2 this week. Marquise Brown, 18. Michael Gallup, 17.6. Not to mention Debo Samuel could see an uptick with Emmanuel Sanders being out for the next week or two. Um, all three of these guys are probably around the same tier right now, performing very well. Uh, who's your favorite? I will put Debo last just because I think he was a product of Emmanuel Sanders getting hurt, and I don't know if you know he'll be a go-to, especially when George Kittle comes back. Uh, so I'll put Debo third on my list just for that reason. But I do like Debo, so don't get me wrong there. Uh, I'll go Hollywood number two because, you know, he's used this kind of, not a gadget player, but they use him to run the ball a little bit, and then it's mostly just like deep shots across the middle of the field, uh, which aren't always there. So then Lamar kind of opts to, you know, the QB option and runs, or they're handing it off to Mark Ingram. Uh, so I'll go Hollywood too, and I think Michael Gallup's in a tier ahead of both of those guys. He is, he's so consistent. Like when the ball is put in his hands, he's making plays. Uh, you know, Amari Cooper is always on the injury report, so you don't know exactly, you know, if he's going to play every week. I like Michael Gallup the most out of those three. Yeah, I think I would agree with you um, with each of those one, two, and three. I really like Gallup. But Marquise Brown is also a great option, especially in the flex position when you're kind of just going for the boomer bust thing. I do think Debo Samuel is also a product of injury. Um, I think that he is going to see a downtick once George Kittle and Emmanuel Sanders get back. Uh, with that being said, if you have Debo Samuel right now, feel free to fire him up. I mean, he's got Arizona this week, and guarantee they're going to be missing at least Sanders or George Kittle uh, for this upcoming game. So I think Debo Samuel is going to be a pretty good streamer. High-quality uh, flex 11. play. Yeah, no doubt. And then uh, tight ends, Mark Andrews back. You know, he has kind of gone quiet the past couple of games, but, I mean, six catches, 53 yards, two touchdowns. You know, we, we know that he's a stud, and he reminded us this week. Yeah, and, I mean, the targets have been there all season. Like, that game against the Patriots was his lowest target count all year. Uh, every other game, he's averaged anywhere from seven, eight, or nine targets per game 
And uh, I think that was just a product of how they kind of game planned for the Patriots. They used every single tight end in that game, and they did a lot of that too against Cincinnati. Every single tight end was making a play, um, but Mark Andrews was clearly the number one option there, and they used that to their advantage, and he found the end zone, and Mark Andrews' owners can take a, a sigh of relief after uh, two single-digit performance games in a bye week the last three weeks. Uh, Mark Andrews is back, and you look at his schedule moving forward. He's got Houston, a beatable defense. He's got the Rams, a beatable defense for tight ends. Then he gets San Francisco, which will be a, a nice test. Uh, and then they're at Buffalo, which if uh, you watch Buffalo play against the Eagles, the Eagles use the tight ends to their advantage, and uh, it was a good mismatch. Then they get the Jets, the Cleveland Browns. That's like a cakewalk for those final two weeks, which would be your playoffs. And if you play a Week 17 fix your league, they play the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is another you know tight end type game where you want to use the tight end rather than the receiver. Yeah, I like Mark Andrews a lot to finish out the season. And I mean, you and I can I, – I, I think we can officially do our Mark Andrews victory lap because – we were i mean i i did everything in my power to preach the good the good word of mark andrews since like april so i'm very happy that he turned out well um now one more tight end i want to talk about before we move on to the stinkers of the week try to guess who i'm talking about here all right lay it on me the last two weeks if you combine his two games he has 12 catches 99 yards and three receiving touchdowns at the tight end position. So this is in the last three weeks. Last two weeks. Two weeks. Three touchdowns, 99 yards, 12 catches. Austin Hooper? No. Jacob Hollister Ah. of the Seattle Seahawks, who he received 10 targets last night. 10 targets against San Francisco. Yeah, he's been he's been good the past couple weeks. That's a that's a good call, especially now that the guy I mentioned is potentially going to miss a couple weeks. Yeah, Austin Hooper could potentially be out uh, for for a, quite a handful of weeks. He's I don't know if the MRI results were released yet or if they even came back yet, but uh, I know Austin Hooper was undergoing that this week. But, Austin uh, yeah, Hooper Jacob- and Devontae Freeman. So you Falcons fans, I feel bad for you. I know you don't, Mikey, because you are a. a- <laughs> true blue Carolina Panthers fan but you never want to see injury but it does suck for the Falcons after that big win that it, that, it definitely does uh, but shout out to the Falcons for taking down the Saints yeah uh, that was there's huge. one team I hate more than the Falcons it's the Saints so. so would you say the Saints are like the Cowboys for you or are they like the Giants so I get a perspective here um dude I I okay I hate the Saints Saints probably just I, pro- I hate the Saints probably as much as you hate the Cowboys Okay. Now, that now makes I will actually, actually, you know what? No, I might have to compare them to the Giants because you you know me. I'm a big Philadelphia Flyers fan. For those of, of you who don't watch hockey, they are Philly's hockey team. There's not a single team in the world that I hate more than the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh yes. But the New Orleans Saints are like just a step below them. So the me. Saints are the Cowboys for you then? Yeah. Because yeah, if if I'm not mistaken, you also can't stand Saints fans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of some of my really good friends are Saints fans and you know, we poke fun at each other or whatever, you know, cool. But uh dude, you go on Saints Twitter and oh my gosh. If if you are listening and you are a Saints fan, 
We love you for listening, but you're so obnoxious. Yes. <laughs> and and the Falcons are like the Giants. They are the annoying fan, but at least you can have a an intelligent football conversation with them. Oh, and they're harmless too. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but anyway, back to back to Jacob Hollister real quick. So he he stepped in for Will Disley. He's been looking really, really, really good, and Russell Wilson seems to like him a lot. So that's because I Russell th- Wilson looks like he shops at Hollister. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think Jacob Hollister is a very very solid, uh, you know, tight end to use going forward if you need to. I mean, he's got a buy this week. But if you if you have a guy like Austin Hooper and you're not going to have him for a couple weeks. By all means, you know, I think Jacob Hollister is a pretty good pickup. Yeah, I definitely think Jacob Hollister is a guy that should be picked up. Uh, he's going to be a huge, I think, waiver priority this week for a lot of people. Um, he's he's going to be solid. Russell Wilson's throwing the ball. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Russell Wilson is arguably the MVP up there with Lamar Jackson and Christian McCaffrey. Um, but, you know, he's, he's solid. And another guy that's on a bye this week is Evan Ingram. He was hurt this week, too, so... If you have him in your lineup, uh, you know if you somehow, some way, are playing Jimmy Graham as your tight end, go go pick up Mr. Hollister because he's going to be a, a valuable asset for that team moving forward. And you know, we we want Tyler Lockett to be healthy, but say he can't get on the field uh, in Week 12, it's only going to add more value to Jacob Hollister. So go scoop him up. He's better than Vance McDonald too. No doubt, and. One last thing that I have to tell everyone about is a certain defense that everyone should have picked up a couple weeks ago because it might be too late now. They're only owned in 72% of Yahoo League, so you still might have a chance. I picked these guys up everywhere I could when they had their Week 7 bye, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. They are legitimately looking like they could be the second-half New England Patriots for, the fa- for fantasy football. Listen to this. Since Week 3... They've had 11 points, 19, 11, 14. Then they had their bye week, and then the past three weeks they've had 13 points, 19 points, and 25 points. And on top of that, their last six matchup matchups of the season, aside from one of those matchups, which is against Arizona, they are against bottom 10 offenses every single week. Yeah, we uh, we had the breaking news on the on the show while we were recording. Uh, when Minka Fitzpatrick was traded from the Miami Dolphins to the Pittsburgh Steelers. That was, you know, we we clowned it a little bit because we were like, what the hell are, are the Steelers doing giving up a first-round pick? They just lost their quarterback. What are they thinking? Minka Fitzpatrick is arguably the defensive player of the year. He has Dude, changed he that Pittsburgh Steelers great. defense. Like, they've done a complete 180. And... He has changed the landscape. They've won four games in a row now. Their defense has been lights out. It's crazy to think that, you know, through the first two weeks of the season, the Steelers' defense looked absolutely atrocious. And as soon as you insert Minka Fitzpatrick, it's like all is good. And you know what the craziest stat is? Minka Fitzpatrick has played seven games with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He has five interceptions in that amount of time. That's stupid. That is absolutely absurd. There are so many corners and safeties that never have five interceptions in a single season, let alone in less than half a season. So that is a tremendous, tremendous stat to remember. And uh, go out and get that defense if they're available for some reason. Definitely. They are a hot commodity and uh, should be treated as such. 
Absolutely. And, uh, you know, what kind of day would it be if we didn't talk about our friends over there at trophysmack.com? The boys. So trophysmack.com, go on over there, take a look at their website. They've got some awesome stuff on there. They've got championship belts. Belts? They've got championship trophies. Trophies. And championship rings, which, funny enough, if you go over to trophysmack.com, and you put in the code GOALINE, that's G-O-A-L-L-I-N-E, at checkout, with the purchase of any trophy or belt, you will get a free championship ring. These rings are $59 value, and you'll get one for free if you go over there and use our code GOALINE. Also, you'll get free shipping, and you'll get your first engraving for free. So they are doing some really cool stuff over there, and they are offering tremendous, tremendous deals um, as we're only five or six weeks away from your fantasy championship happening. So go on over there, trophysmack.com, put in code GOALINE, that's G-O-A-L-L-I-N-E, check it out, let us know how you like it, and uh, get them trophies ordered. Smack those trophies, put those rings on, and look good doing it, because our friends at Trophy Smack are going to hook you up with the best quality out there and and free is for me i say it every week mikey free is for me free shipping a free engraving and a free ring you can't beat that so shout out to our friends at trophy smack for uh hooking us up there with that promo code because it goes a long way and like you said championships right around the corner don't sleep on it don't delay go to trophysmack.com today Moving on to our stinkers of the week that probably won't be visiting trophysmack.com. I I have to talk to you. There, I think there's only like one quarterback on this list that I have to talk to you about, and I'm I'm worried about him not because of his previous performance this week. Um, I mean, he's had a couple bad performances in a row now, but he doesn't have the best playoff schedule, and I had him offered to me for kind of cheap in my dynasty league and i i turned him down it's it's a salary cap league too i have to put that in there because there was no salary attached this would be a no-brainer but aaron Rodgers, uh week nine and week 10 combined for less than 22 total points he returns so he's got to buy this week week 12 he gets san francisco and then his two playoff matchups in week 15 and 16 are the chicago bears and the minnesota vikings um now, he just got shut down by the Chargers. He didn't do anything against the Carolina Panthers. What are you doing with Aaron Rodgers Like once you get into the playoffs? Are you going to be able to trust him against Chicago and Minnesota, or would you kind of be looking for a guy with a better matchup, like maybe Daniel Jones? Uh, man, it's tough because you know Aaron Rodgers turns it on when the, uh, the lights shine brightest and when uh, divisional games are on the slate. Uh, he's got a bye week now, so he's going to be able to rest. I think the the Carolina game was more a product of the weather. You know, if you didn't watch the game, it was an absolute snow globe. Uh, it was awesome. And then the Chargers, they just kind of got smacked around by them and, and you know, kind of like Aaron Rodgers said, a piece of humble pie was delivered to them after they were rolling for a while. San Francisco is going to be a tough test now on Sunday Night Football. Then they get kind of a reprieve against the Giants. Then they get the Redskins. And then the Chicago Bears, whose defense has been good, but not what it was last year. And then, like you said, they finish up against Minnesota. Uh, 
I I still trust Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think he's going to be okay. Uh, I think we'll get more of the performances like he had against, you know, say Detroit, against the Eagles, uh, against the Chiefs, more than we'll get down the stretch like he did against the Chargers and Panthers. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 tough with him because um, you, you're right. You never know what you're going to get, especially in those divisional matchups. Plus, you had to factor in Aaron Jones has been on an absolute tear this season. <laughs> So uh, it's not even like they need Aaron Rodgers to do too much. But, um, you know, I do think I overthought it a little bit at the trade deadline. Maybe I should have made a move for him. But you know what? You win some, you lose some. And we'll see what happens in the playoffs with him. Big facts. Um, Running backs, Todd Gurley, 12 rushing attempts, 73 yards, zero catches on four targets. Now, we were just talking about how good this Pittsburgh Steelers defense was. But uh, in – Nine games played, Todd Gurley has only two 20-point fantasy games uh, so far this this year. And this time last year, in the course of nine games, I'm pretty sure that number was like six or seven games. Um, so he's obviously regressed a ton. Would you trust him in your Week 16 championship game against the San Francisco 49ers? Nope, because I don't trust their head coach right now. No, not a, not a big McVay guy today? I mean, I'm never a big McVay guy. You, you know that. <laughs> you know, he's Twitter's little I coach. Know. But hearing what McVay said after that game, I don't know if you saw it, Mikey, but he said that that Blake Bortles play was designed for Blake Bortles. Who designs a play for your backup quarterback conveniently after Jared Goff took a pretty mean hit and had to come out of the game? I don't know I about that one. See that. Uh, yeah, they said that Blake Bortles kind of QB option RPO play was designed. Uh, I don't believe that for a second. And, uh, you know, Todd Gurley didn't touch the ball for pretty much the entire fourth quarter in that last game against the Steelers. Why? Yeah, it's not even like it's not even like he was having tough sledding either. I mean, 73 no. yards on 12 rushing attempts, it's not bad. It's not a bad stat at all. Yeah, and I mean, Sean McVay's come out and said that they should have used him more, but come on, buddy, like, get out of your own head, and I think McVay is starting to realize he he might be in a little bit, you know, too deep in terms of, like, what he's trying to do and be like, oh, I'm the, I'm the you know, the, the guy everyone wants and everything. Just go with your gut, man. Todd Gurley's one of the best running backs in football, and the, the fact that they're not using him, I'm going to use one of my favorite words that a lot of people have picked up on, it's absolute malpractice. Yeah, it's bad, man. It's it's such a shame what they did to Todd Curley this year. I mean, granted, he's got the injury bug kind of going on with the arthritis in the knees, but uh, I don't think anyone, I don't think anyone expected it to actually happen like this. You know, like there were all the preseason warnings, like, hey, temper expectations on Todd Gurley because he's got this going on, he's got this going on, he's got that going on, and I think everyone said out loud that okay you know we received that message we're going to push him back our draft boards a little bit i don't think any of us actually expected it to happen like i don't know about you but i fully expected him to be at least like 90 percent of what he was yeah and it doesn't help that brian allen one of their offensive linemen for the rams is out for the season now the offensive line for the rams has been dreadful and uh i also wonder if that plays a part in them not using todd Gurley is because their offensive line has been absolute Swiss cheese. So it's uh, 
it's a tough predicament, and right now I don't trust Todd Gurley as more than a flex. Yeah, I would agree with that. Another guy that everyone was drafting super high but has been a very big disappointment this season is the Pittsburgh Steelers' very own Juju Smith-Schuster coming off of a 7.4-point game where he only had 44 yards on three catches. Um, He's another guy who had tons and tons of 20-plus point games this time last season, and now he only has two of them. Uh, He's got a pretty tough schedule coming up. He's got you know, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Cleveland again. Um, not that their secondaries aren't completely beatable, but, you know, these are divisional matchups, and division matchups are always going to be tough. Plus, he's got a playoff matchup for fantasy against Buffalo. Um, do you I, – I wasn't able to fully trust Juju Smith-Schuster coming into this season. What, do you, what are your thoughts on him finishing out the season these next six games? It's tough, and uh, he said Jalen Ramsey was uh, cursing at him. Said Juju said he's only 22 years old, and he heard some uh, some words he's never heard before. And then Robert Woods kind of said that his routes were just poo. Uh, so a little bit of uh, differing opinions there, but I don't know. Mason Rudolph, I've said it for weeks on this show, he can't throw the ball downfield, and it's, it's killing Juju. Uh, it's tough. You know, he's... He misses that big kind of just gunslinger, and uh, it's not Mason Rudolph. So for now and for the long term, Steelers fans, Juju Smith-Schuster fantasy owners better hope the Steelers go get a quarterback or that Ben comes back healthy because Mason Rudolph ain't it. Yeah, and it's a, it's a shame. It really is. There's so much wasted potential with Juju right now. Yeah, especially how young he is. Like it, It's a bummer because, you know, he's, he's such a talent, and now that uh, – now that Mason Rudolph's in there, it's it's a dink and dunk offense, and it just downgrades literally everybody. For sure, for sure. And before we move on to our starts and sits of the week, i got to touch base on a tight end, and that's going to be Mr. Darren Waller. Uh, so if you'll recall you back in Week him. 7. You ruined him, Mikey. I, I, I know I did. If you'll recall back in Week 7, he had 31.5 points. Since then, he's put up point totals of 9, 7, and 7. Uh, he only received five targets this week, two targets the week before that, so he's at seven targets in two weeks. Um, do you think this is something that Oakland is going to fix moving forward, or do you think Darren Waller is officially just that back-end tight end one? I hope they fix it because they paid him a lot of money. That's what I'm thinking too, man. Like, <laughs> they, they, There's got to be some kind of disconnect here, right? Like. They, they start paying him all this money. He goes off with that one really big game to celebrate, and it's just been nothing ever since. They have been running the ball a lot more and a lot more effectively, so I think that's played a bit into it, but it's confusing. And, uh, you know, I hope for Darren Waller's sake he picks it up because the Raiders are right back in that division race. Now the Chiefs have kind of started free-falling, so uh, they're going to need all the help they can get to potentially win that AFC West. Yeah, I'm really, and I'm not just saying this because he's on my fantasy team. I mean, it definitely helps, but uh, um, I, I, I really hope to see Darren Waller kind of snap back into shape. And it's the, the crazy thing is that it's nothing he's doing. Like, if you watch the game, he still looks effective. He's getting open. He's catching the ball when it's thrown to him. He's just not exactly seeing the same opportunity. Yeah, it's a bummer. Do you regret trading Travis Kelsey now? Yes, a thousand percent. Yes, uh, especially I, I don't know. 
I, you know what happened? I got cheap. Somebody offered yep. me a second and a third round pick next year uh, for Travis Kelsey this year. Travis Kelsey can't be retained due to our league rules. And I was like, okay, well, I have Darren Waller who's playing just as well. Why don't I take those free draft picks and I'll still be good next year? And, um, yeah, big time regretting it now with the with the playoffs right around the corner, um, especially since I traded him to the, the guy I was talking about earlier, Ryan, who is going against me for the top dog in our division. So... You hate so to see it. You myself. hate to see it. You do. You uh, you really do. Well, I know you don't. You like watching me suffer. But, oh, yeah. Uh, I hate plus, to see plus it. Plus, I beat Travis Kelsey and Ryan this week, so it was all good. No doubt. But moving on, we will go to our starts and sits of the week. So we'll start off by saying the Packers, Giants, Seahawks, and Titans are all on their bye weeks. A lot of firepower in the run game uh, on the bench this week. You got no Aaron Jones, no Saquon, no Chris Carson. No Derrick Henry. Um, I know some people have been using Jamal Williams, so no Jamal Williams. And uh, a couple big-name receivers out there, too. So definitely uh, definitely going to need to stream some guys. So Thursday night, we got Pittsburgh Steelers visiting the Cleveland Browns. Who do you like in this one? I hate that this is in quote-unquote prime time. Uh, well, Thursday night games seem to always be they stink. garbage. I hate Although Thursday last night. week last week's Thursday night game was pretty good, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was the uh, the Halloween game, right? With the no, that was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago was really good with the uh, 49ers and Cardinals. Yes, yes, that's the one. Uh, but yeah, this game. I mean, you're gonna have to play James Conner if he's healthy. You're gonna have to play Juju because of where you drafted him. That's all I like from Pittsburgh because uh, I think this game is gonna be lower scoring than a lot of people think. Browns. Jarvis Landry, Odell, you kind of have to play him. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, that's how I'm kind of rocking. I don't like Baker Mayfield in this game whatsoever. No, I hate Baker Mayfield in this one. Um, to be honest, I wouldn't even start Jarvis Landry. I would yeah. only start Odell just because of his name. Only reason uh, I say I Jarvis would... is because of the guys on bye weeks. For Yeah, that, that definitely helps. Um, I would now. I would say I would start Juju over Jarvis Landry. For I'm sure. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. I'm not pumped to start Juju in this one. And if you're not someone that is completely decimated by bye weeks, I would consider sitting Juju in this one. Uh, to be completely honest. But like I was saying earlier, if you have that Pittsburgh Steelers defense, whew, you're gonna love it. Fire them up. Uh, moving on to Sunday. I hate talking about the Carolina Panthers, but here we go. <laughs> Here's me talking about the Carolina Panthers. So the Falcons are coming to town in what I would imagine is going to be a pretty heavy-hitting affair. Yeah, there's going to be, you know, limited fireworks in this game because Austin Hooper potentially out, Devontae Freeman potentially out, uh, which means Bruce Allen getting a, to tote the rock a lot. Who who could have thunk it? Uh you know, obviously Brian Hill. Brian Hill, that's who it is. I don't know where I got Brian Allen from. <laughs> I was like, I was like, who's Bruce Allen? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, you're gonna have Calvin Ridley. You're gonna have Julio Jones available. Uh, you're more than likely now, playing both of them. I have to interrupt them. you. I have to interrupt you real quick. Julio Jones at least once a year puts up like 250 yards against Carolina, and. It doesn't matter who our DB is. It doesn't matter who they have on defense. It's just inevitable. And I hate it. I hate it so much. 
but Julio Jones is probably going to be the number one receiver this week just because of the trends. I mean, as a Matt Ryan owner, I would love to see that, but uh, do I see it happening? Not too sure, just because the Falcons have been absolutely garbage this year outside of last week when they somehow beat the Saints. Uh, who would have thought taking Dan Quinn out of his defensive coordinator duties would have done wonders for their defense? Uh, Panthers-wise, though, I don't know how I feel about them outside of CMC. How do you feel about your wide receivers, Mikey? Uh, I love both of them, to be completely honest with you. DJ Moore has been playing lights out lately, and Curtis Samuel has looked pretty damn good, too. Um, I'm, I'm personally firing up DJ Moore this week. Uh, he's coming off of 120 yards on nine receptions against the Packers. And I think the Packers secondary is a little bit better than the Falcons secondary. I don't think very highly of either one of them, to be honest. I think the Packers Um, secondary is light years ahead of the Falcons. But I do love DJ Moore in this one. And I I would be more than happy to flex Curtis Samuel in this one. Kyle Allen, though not the greatest, uh, has still been allowing these two to produce as of late. And even Greg Olson has been pretty good. So I'm going to I'm going to rival you on this, and I'm going to say if you have a Carolina offensive weapon aside from Kyle Allen, you're putting him in the lineup. Yeah, you convinced me. I'll play him. I forgot how much the Falcons' defense actually stinks. Kind of have a little recency bias after watching them uh, just topple the Saints. But uh, you're right. Play both of those guys. Torrey Smith giving your boy Curtis Samuel some high praise on the Twitter.com this week, saying he's the fastest wide receiver he's ever played with. I love Curtis Samuel. I I love that whole team. (laughs) Uh, Moving on to the Dallas Cowboys facing off against the Detroit Lions. Um, This, I think this could be a quote-unquote slump-busting game for Ezekiel Elliott. He hasn't exactly been tremendous this season. Um, I mean, he's still a top 10 running back, but I feel like we're all kind of disappointed with those results. But Detroit has been giving up the most points to fantasy running backs. And, um, yeah, I I know you don't need me to tell you to start Ezekiel Elliott, but I think this could be the week that you finally get uh, your quote-unquote big week from this guy. Yeah, I mean, I think you play almost every offensive player from the Cowboys in this one that's fantasy relevant, including Randall Cobb. Uh, Detroit's defense just is not as good as it was early in the season. Yeah, I like Randall Cobb a lot in this one, too. So it'll definitely be interesting to see. But, uh, you know, like you were saying, if you have a Dallas Cowboy in your team, you're firing him up. Uh, if you're desperate at the tight end position, you know, like if you're using Jimmy Graham and he's on a bye, or Johnny Smith, Delaney Walker, and they're on a bye, you know, feel free to go ahead and put Jason Witten in. He's not going to do anything crazy for you, but he'll be reliable. Old man Witten. And then from Detroit... Do you like anyone from there? I mean, I, I kind of like TJ Hawkinson if you're desperate at the tight end position. Um, just because, I mean... I think it depends if Matthew Stafford plays. I don't think he's going to. I don't think so either. But if he does play, you play everybody because Stafford's going to, you know, get the ball out there. I wasn't terribly, you know upset with how Jeff Driscoll played. You just can't have him drop back to throw the ball 45 times. You know, he was no, getting was, the ball out there. He was he was pretty efficient. You know, they only lost to the Bears by a touchdown. So, I wasn't, you know, terribly put off by it. Obviously, people are going to take a hit, mostly Marvin Jones, but I like Kenny Galladay. Yeah, I like Kenny Galladay in this one, too. Uh, funny story about Kenny Galladay. The other night, even though our trade deadline had already passed, I had like this nightmare of a dream 
that I gave away a first round pick for Kenny Galladay, even though I don't need him on my team. And I woke up and I like frantically checked my phone to make sure I didn't actually do it. <laughs> Trade him in your sleep. It was the weirdest thing, man. I don't even know how to explain it. <laughs> Moving on to the next game, Jacksonville visiting Indianapolis. Uh, Nick Foles is back. Yeah, and the wide receivers are very happy about it. DJ Chark, Chris Conley had some high praise from a friend of the network, Demetrius Harvey, writes for the Big Cat Country, SB Nation's uh, Jaguars blog. They uh, they had some high praise for Nick Foles coming back, and uh, I think you know he's just going to elevate this offense a bit. You know, Minshew was a solid, solid fill-in backup quarterback, just kind of died off at the end, and I think Nick Foles is, uh, you know, if he's healthy 100% from that injury, I think he's going to be quality. We saw what he did for, you know, a, a short period of time in week one and just airing the ball out. So I think it's going to be a big benefit to guys like DJ Chark if D.D. Westbrook comes back 100% healthy this week as well as Chris Conley. Yeah, and then you also got to really love Leonard Fournette in this one too. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you like anyone from the Colts? Because so Poor Jacoby. Jacoby Brissett... Well, Jacoby Brissett is the the coach said he's only going to start on Sunday if he gets a full practice in on Wednesday. So, I guess we'll have our answer on Jacoby Brissett this time in 24 hours. But uh, T. Y. Hilton still hurt. Paris Campbell nowhere to be found. Uh, I mean, it's just the tight end show over there essentially right now. And even those guys aren't doing too incredible. Are you starting anyone from the Colts? Uh, if Jacoby's back, maybe. Um, and then maybe Marlon Mack is a flex. Yeah, I would. I would agree with both of those. Stinking Brian Hoyer. I know. Moving on, Buffalo and Miami. I think. I think this is going to be Miami's first loss in November. But, uh, <laughs> Who would have thought we'd be saying that? I know. But we'll see how that goes. The red uh, hot the side. Let me ask you this, because this is going to be easier. Is there anyone that you don't want to start from Buffalo? Um, whoever their tight end is. Dawson, Dawson Knox. Yeah, not a fan. Yeah, I would agree with that. I do love John Brown. I love Cole Beasley in this one. Uh, I'm not a big Frank Gore fan of this one. No, even it's though Devin Singletary game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Devin Singletary should rebound from this past week. Uh, he only got 11 touches, but still managed to put up. He still managed to put up eight fantasy points, which off of 11 touches, not bad at all. But I, th- I think he is going to see a lot more opportunity, and I really hope that they let him see a lot more opportunity. And then yeah. I love Josh Allen in this one too. Yeah. You, you uh, anyone from perfect. Miami that you would consider starting? Mm, not really. No, me neither. I don't want any part in them. Nah. Uh, next up is probably the game of the week. If not, definitely a top three game. Houston Texans against the Baltimore Ravens. We talked about this one a little bit earlier. Deshaun Watson takes on Lamar Jackson. Can you name a single player in this game that you don't want to start that's normally a starter? Um, hmm. Duke Johnson? <laughs> I like how it's just Duke Johnson? So I was going to say Willie Sneed, but he's not normally a starter. Uh, no, but... no. Here, you know what? You know what? We'll do this. We'll do this. You ready? Deshaun Watson. Yes. DeAndre Hopkins. Of course. 
Will Fuller, who is practicing again. Uh, talk to me on Friday. All right. If Will Fuller doesn't play, Kenny Stills. Yes. And then what? how do you feel about uh, Darren Fells, the recent tight end breakout for Houston? I mean, with the tight end bye weeks we got going on, sure. Why not, right? Let's uh, have are some you crazy fun. about Carlos Hyde at all? Yeah, I don't like the Texans running backs in this game. Okay, I would agree with that. And then from the Baltimore side of the ball, uh, Lamar Jackson. Literally everybody from Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, Mark, uh, Mark Andrews, Marquise Brown. Uh, I hate Mark Ingram, but I like him this week, so he's going to go <laughs> off. I always seem to call him right. Uh, I think I figured then, out why you hate Mark Ingram. Because he was a saint? Yes. That's definitely a big part of it. <laughs> Definitely a big, big. Can we also it. touch on how the Ravens have that Heisman package? Nuts, dude. That is Absolutely absurd. Nuts. There's three of them, right? Yeah, there's only one other team I think in the league that has two, and it's the Titans with Mariota and Derrick Henry. And Mariota sucks. He's so bad. But yeah, this this game, Mikey. I think I hear uh, my microwave making a little noise. Yeah, this game's a popcorn game. No doubt, man. It's going to be a great game. I really wish they would have flexed this. I would much rather watch them than the Chicago Bears take on the L.A. Rams. But yes. Whatever. We'll live and Thanks, do what we got to do. Denver Broncos against the Minnesota Vikings. Denver Broncos is just such a confusing team anymore. Um, they're starting a backup quarterback. Cortland Sutton is great, but he might get zeroed in on considering he's the only – Real offensive weapon that's not a running back. Do you want to start anyone from Denver? Like, are you starting any of them with confidence? I'm starting Cortland Sutton. Yeah, I know you're a big Cortland Sutton fan. But I, at this point, like, I I saw what he did in Week 9, and I honestly feel like right now the way he's playing and just the confidence he has in himself, he's matchup proof. I don't know if I would go as far to say matchup. Like, let me ask you this. If he had a game against the New England Patriots, would you be starting him there? That's a little different because it's New England Patriots matched up against the best corner in the league, arguably right now. So that's a little different, but <laughs> matchup proof, huh? The Patriots, the Patriots don't count. No, I know, I know. I I think I would start Corlin Sutton, this especially week. with wouldn't... the Vikings injuries in the secondary. Trey Wayne's missed last week. Xavier Rhodes is not what Xavier Rhodes was. A lot of people just think of you know the name and think, oh, you know, the road shut road down. Closed. No. Road is not closed anymore. You can you can make plays against Xavier Rhodes. Yeah, I think so too. And then from the Vikings side of the ball, Dalvin Cook is your obvious starter. Uh, Kirk Cousins has been probably one of the best quarterbacks in all of football for the last like month and a half. Um, he has been statistically uh, excellent. What are you What are you doing with him in this game? You like him? Well, it's not prime time, so he's definitely gonna have a good game, and he's at home. So, <laughs> but uh, shout out to Kirk Coupons taking down the Dallas Cowboys this week. Yeah, that's, that's probably the only time I'll ever hear you give the Vikings praise. Pretty much, unless they're playing like the Giants or that's about it. And then uh, providing Adam Thielen's back this week, you're firing up Thielen and Diggs? Yeah. I yeah, even I like so Kyle cool. Rudolph in this game. See, I'm I'm just such a mixed bag with Kyle Rudolph. Because, he's... Yeah, he's been, he's been getting touchdowns, but he's also been getting like 15 yards. Hey, touchdowns. They give you those points, and uh, Kyle Rudolph's been getting the ball a lot more, too. You know, he's been getting the the target share. Three out of the last four weeks, Mikey, 
you know, not counting that Washington game that was just kind of a, a disaster for both teams. Against Detroit, 16.8 fantasy points, five catches on six targets for 58 yards and a touchdown. Uh, against Kansas City in kind of a back-and-forth game, scored that red zone touchdown that saved his performance a bit. But then two red zone touchdowns and a two-point conversion against Dallas. Uh, so he's been getting a lot more targets than he has to start the season because beginning of the season, he had one target through the first five weeks of the season in each of those games except for against Green Bay where he had four targets and only had nine yards. He's getting a lot more looks from Kirk Cousins, and that's a good sign. So uh, I like Kyle Rudolph this week. All right, well, I can't argue with that. I uh, He's not top tier for me, but... Uh, Especially if are... Thielen's out. Yes, if Thielen's out, then I, I do like Rudolph as a low, I'd say a low-end, like mid-tight end one. Um, if Thielen's back, I'm going to downgrade him to maybe somewhere between like the 12 to 15 range in, in terms of tight end finishes. But if you if you need a fill-in guy, he's extremely touchdown dependent, but there's a pretty good shot that he'll get in the end zone. Very true. Uh, New York Jets against the Washington Redskins. Why? This is just a terrible game. Uh, awful game uh, unless you're a Jets fan or a Redskins fan you don't want to watch this game uh, but I will say there could be some interesting fantasy nuggets in here considering neither of these teams can shut down anything uh, I like Sam Darnold in this one I like Le'Veon Bell in this one I like Robbie Anderson and I like Demarius Thomas in this one too I like Demarius more than I like Robbie um I I put him about even right now, but Demarius Thomas has been more consistent. So I think Robbie Anderson is going to be your boomer bust play, where Demarius Thomas is going to be your consistent safe play. Yeah, Sam Darnold seems to like throwing a Demarius now, so I like that a lot. Redskins. Uh, Dwayne Haskins is starting, so I don't want to start Terry McLaurin anymore. I'm sorry, guys, but if you relied on Scary Terry for the start of your season, uh, don't even bother with him anymore. Which is so weird because they're best friends. I know, but he's just Dwayne Haskins is just he's just not ready right now. God, you know? I hope Washington didn't ruin him, and I don't want Washington to be Washington to be good. But damn, 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 damn. I know it's rough, um, but yeah. So I don't think there's really anyone from this game I'm going to start. I know there's a lot of running backs on by this week. Uh, if you're stuck, like really, really stuck for a running back, maybe you could play Adrian Peterson. Uh, don't think about Darius guys. This is his first game back pretty much all season. Um, I mean, you could, if he plays this full game, this will be his first full NFL game, like ever. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so Darius guys should be avoided. And, uh, if you're that desperate, you can slot in. Yeah. Adrian throw this game in the trash. Um, the Buccaneers and the new Orleans saints could actually be a pretty interesting one. So, it is the battle of the NFC South this week because after the Panthers play the Falcons, the Saints are also playing the Buccaneers. Um, I I love I love the position players for the Saints: Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, obviously Michael Thomas, and then even Jared Cook can be used in this one. Um, I will say with Alvin Kamara to temper expectations a little bit because this Bucks defense has absolutely decimated running backs. If I'm not mistaken, they're the number one running rushing like stop de- rush stopping defense in the NFL. They are. Um, they held. Uh, I mean, for example, Christian McCaffrey is the greatest fantasy football player um, <laughs> in the entire league right now, and it's it's the true statistic. Yeah. And Tampa Bay has 
has they completely shut him down the first the first time they played and the second time uh, I mean he found the end zone a couple of times but they really didn't let him get a whole ton of yards they shut so down Saquon I, they shut down Saquon exactly so they've been they've been very good this season so Alvin Kamara needs to be tempered uh, I know a lot of people were using Latavius Murray and they were hoping that when Alvin Kamara came back he would still have a role uh, clearly he does not after his three-point performance this past Sunday so Latavius Murray um, he it he shouldn't even be on your roster anymore unless you have Alvin Kamara and you need a handcuff. I think he's a low-end flex just because I think a little bit of his lack of usage was the the game flow against the Falcons. Like They found themselves down early, and uh, they had to throw the ball more than they had to run it, and Latavius isn't a PPR guy. Well, I will completely disagree with you on that. I don't like him at all this week. Well, but, I, don't, uh... I don't like him this week, but... I'm kind of countering your he shouldn't be on your roster type guy. Gotcha. Uh, makes sense. And then moving on to the Bucks, um, I I kind of like Rojo in this one. Yes. I'm not I'm not trusting him as anything more than a flex. Like I don't know if I would be comfortable slotting him in to my RB two role. But I will say I would be a lot more confident in starting him as an RB two than Adrian Peterson, who we just mentioned. Oh, 100%. So, he's a, a so, high-end PPR flex, I'd say, because I think he's going to catch a lot of passes. Yeah, so Rojo is definitely an interesting play. Jameis Winston, uh, he honestly more than startable in this game. New Orleans, on paper, they sound scary, but fantasy quarterbacks have actually been doing pretty well against them. Uh, they're kind of middle of the road against fantasy quarterbacks, so Jameis Winston can be started. Uh, I think this could be a big Chris Godwin game. I know he's been quiet the past few weeks, but with Marshawn Lattimore likely to be on Mike Evans all afternoon, Chris Godwin could be leaned on heavily in this one. Yeah, this is going to be a uh, what they called in the wild, wild west, an old-fashioned shootout. So get your popcorn ready. It's going to be a doozy. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Moving on to the 4 o'clock games, we have Arizona visiting the now-not-undefeated San Francisco 49ers. Bum, 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 um, I'm not starting any of the running backs from Arizona. Nope. I, I'm literally I, not starting anybody from Arizona. I would start Christian Kirk coming off of that massive game because I think he's going to have some momentum. I would because I would, I, here's why. The last time the 49ers and Cardinals met, the uh, the 49ers defense shut down Christian Kirk. Five targets, two catches, eight yards. Oof. Oof, oof, and that oof. was in wow. that, that 28-25 Thursday night game that was very competitive. I don't like anybody from Arizona in this game. What about Kyler? Maybe, if you have like one of the, if you have like Aaron Rodgers or somebody on a buy or something like that, and you need a quarterback like, and you have him on your roster, I think you can get away with it. Uh, but I don't like Arizona in this game. And Mikey, this is our wonky wild point spread of the week. Really, Forty ers at home are thirteen and a half point favorites right now as we record this. Oh no way, no way. You taking the Cardinals plus the points? Yeah, I'm gonna take the Cardinals with the points. Alright. Thirteen? No. San Francisco's not gonna beat them by thirteen points. They'd have to beat them by fourteen to uh yeah that's not gonna happen. There's no way, especially with Emmanuel Sanders and George Kittle both potentially being out. I 
I can't see it. I really yeah, can't. That one's a little surprising to me. Now, I, I think for, for San Francisco, as long as they're playing, you're starting the guys you're normally starting from there. Uh, but I do want to ask you this. If George Kittle doesn't play, would you stream Kendrick Bourne, his backup tight end? Um, he did catch a touchdown last night. And he is playing the Cardinals. Yeah, why not? Let's have some fun. Yeah, I think uh, I think if you're desperate at the tight end position, he could be he could be good. I mean, anything can happen, right? And the Cardinals are horrendous against the tight end. Well, OJ OJ Howard, for yeah. example, he finally looked relevant against Arizona. So it was um, a miracle. Yeah, moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals and the Oakland Raiders. This should be a high flying affair. Um, I think the Raiders are definitely going to win this one. They should. I don't see any reason yeah. why they wouldn't. Uh, but I will say this is the first time in a few weeks where I would be happy to start Tyler Boyd again. Um, he actually looked pretty decent with Ryan Finley, and he had over 10 fantasy points. I think he will see double digits again, and I don't necessarily know if I would call him a wide receiver too, but I would be comfortable with flexing him. And Joe Mixon, could Joe Mixon be back? Uh, I think Gemby against his Raiders defense. I think you can think run on them a too. little bit. So, those are the only two guys I like in this game. Yeah, I would from agree. the and Bengals. From the, o- from the Oakland side, if there's a get right game for Darren Waller, it's this game. Yeah, I like I like the two receivers in this game too. On the low, I like Tyrell. I like Hunter Renfro. I think this game's going to be a lot of scoring. Yeah, and I, I would even stream Derek Carr in this one if you need a quarterback. Yeah, because so. the Bengals are just terrible. So definitely a lot to look at. Uh, the last 430 game that we have is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the New England Patriots. Who are you starting from each side? Go Birds. Uh, Patriots, you're going to start Tom just because a lot of people have him as their starter. Um you know, you're going to play Julian Edelman. You're going to play Mohamed Sanu, in my opinion. Definitely. Uh, Definitely. I think Sanu is a, a better play than Julian Edelman this week, to be honest. Ooh. Both uh, takes. Hot take. But uh, I don't like Sony Michelle in this game. No. Uh, I don't like any Patriots tight end ever. Ever since Gronk I do like retired. James White in this one. James White will be interesting uh, to see how the Eagles kind of defend him. Uh, especially since, you know, they're kind of thin at linebacker. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of – and obviously you're playing the Patriots defense. Uh, Eagles-wise, I do like Carson Wentz in this game because he's going to have to throw the ball a lot, so there's going to be opportunities there. Um, Jordan Matthews is back. I don't know if I'd start him, but I'm watching him. He's kind of a DFS pitch play. Uh, but I do really like the running backs. I like Miles Sanders. I like Jordan Howard, and I like Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. Yeah, I, I think I I agree with you pretty much on all of those guys. The, the Ravens kind of gave you the blueprint on how to beat New England, and it's through your tight ends and running backs. And right now, that is a strength for the Eagles. So uh, if they can you know, get Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders going, if they can get Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard involved, I think uh, it's going to be another high-scoring affair, Eagles-Patriots showdown. Yeah, you know, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Baltimore is the only team that targets their tight ends more often than the Eagles do. Yeah, they they throw that bad boy to the tight ends more than anybody. They run that pistol formation like four times the amount 
than any other team in the league. Uh, so that's kind of a, a high blueprint to uh, to beat New England. And it's going to be a very interesting game because apparently the Eagles are still in Tom Brady's head from 2017. He's come out and said that, that he thinks about that game every single night. Uh, so glad we gave you some demons, Tom. <laughs> Moving on to a not-so-prime-time prime-time game. This game sucks. Chicago Bears taking on the Los Angeles Rams. I am not interested in any part of this game aside from watching Cooper Cup do his thing. Um, if he can do his thing. Yeah, he had zero fantasy points this past week. Zero. Zilch. Nada. Um, are you are you starting anyone from the Chicago Bears? I know David Montgomery is kind of up and down. He didn't do much this past week. Uh, they did just release Mike Davis, even though he's been a healthy scratch. These running part backs of your are Panthers now. An uptick. He is part of my Panthers now. But you know what that kind of proves to me is that there's really no true backup for Christian McCaffrey. I think they're just kind of stacking up because they're going to need to just say a prayer if anything ever happens to yeah. Christian McCaffrey. Knock on wood. I'm <laughs> literally knocking on wood right now because I would not want anything happening uh, to uh, – my favorite guy in the entire world. <laughs> I I would play Allen Robinson in this game. I would too, and I think he's the only one from this entire Chicago offense that I'm firing up with any sort of confidence. You want to know why I'm playing him, Mikey? I saw this very odd stat today about Jalen Ramsey, and if I can find it here, I'm going to uh, read this bad boy off, but he has not been all he's been like chalked up to be this season at all, especially since he's been traded to the Rams. Uh, And I think Allen Robinson can take advantage of that. So I I like Allen Robinson in this game. Uh, But other than that, not much. David Montgomery maybe is a a low-end flex. i got to ask you something. So let's say you're, you're flexing, and I ask you this because I'm facing this situation in another league. Now, maybe I'm asking the wrong person considering you love Cortland Sutton, but would you put in Cortland Sutton over David Montgomery in your flex? Yes. All right. I'm going to follow your advice. I love Cortland Sutton. You should know this. I know you do. He's I so know, I know. good, man. He's just so good. Uh, you know who I really like from this Ram-Chicago game? Um, on the Ram side, I really like Gerald Everett at tight end. Yeah. You know, I was watching the Rams game this weekend. Gerald Everett is not built like a tight end. He's built just no, like a, a big wide receiver. And I think that's what yeah. makes him so, like, good. Like, he, he's got speed to him. Yeah, and I think it's nice that the um, the L.A. Rams are finally kind of realizing his potential. I mean, he's kind of been up and down in terms of fantasy for this year, but he's looked good when they, when they call on him. Yeah, and he's become a, a big part of their offense, especially since they have decided to just get away from the run game for whatever reason. Gerald Everett's been huge for them, and I think if they didn't have him, this team would be under 500. Are you starting Tom Gurley in this one? Oof, man. Uh, Hard uh, name to sit, but... Flex him. Yeah. Just because because of the running backs that are out this week. Right, right. And I, when you point that out, that's where I would agree. Um, only because there are four, arguably five, solid running backs. Yeah, I don't buy. that's about it. Uh, you know, Rams are going to start the players that are, are there, and it's Cooper Cup and Robert Woods since Brandon Cook's still out. But 
that's all there really is because the Rams aren't that good, guys. I don't even know if I would start Robert Woods. He has been just yeah, that's fair this season. Um, I definitely would not bank on Cooper Cup having zero catches again. I would, I would bank on him having a lot closer to a hundred yards than zero yards. So I'm definitely firing him up. But uh, there's just really not a whole hell of a lot to be excited about in this game. Yeah, not much at all. It's not even arguably in my opinion. It's not even watchable. Yeah, I probably won't be watching it. Uh, and the last game of the week, Monday, November 18th at 8.15 p.m., we get to watch the Kansas City Chiefs in primetime once again um, against the Chargers. Fire up everybody. This is yeah. Monday night popcorn. Yeah, like literally everyone um, from both sides of the ball. Yeah. As long as they are not healthy scratches, cough, cough, LaShawn McCoy, cough, cough. Yeah, that that was something, man. I didn't expect that. Do you think that's a result of him fumbling it, or yes. do you think that's a result? Thousand percent, um, yes. Now, do you do you think he's going to stay a healthy scratch? That I don't know. I don't know if it was because a one-time thing or. But the it, way it I'm interpreting it, the way I'm interpreting it is. I think Andy Reid knows that it should be Damian Williams leading this ground attack for them. I think he's their best chance. He's their most versatile back. And I almost feel like he wanted to get Damian Williams some confidence. And aside from the costly fumble that he had, um, he was pretty good on the ground. Yeah. For the second week in a row now. Fire everybody up in this game. This game's going to be an absolute shootout, and it's going to come down to uh, the Chargers being down like nine points. They'll score a touchdown with 20 seconds left and uh, fail the onside kick. There you have it, sports fans. You know how Monday night is going to end. Here's your Jalen Ramsey stat, though. Since being traded to the Rams, Mikey, 17 targets. He's allowed 14 receptions, 202 receiving yards allowed, a 116.2 quarterback passer rating when throwing at Jalen Ramsey. Zero passes defended. Zero interceptions. Mm, that's not good. He has been lackluster since ending up in Los Angeles. So that's why I like Allen Robinson in this game. I I like him too. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't realize Jalen Ramsey was that bad lately but uh yeah it's definitely enlightening shout out to the rams for ruining jalen ramsey no doubt but uh there you have it guys that is our episode for the day uh you know there is a couple big names on buys this week so hopefully we were able to help you out with the starts and the sits um kyle you want to tell everyone where we can uh leave some good reviews you can leave your review and you should do it with songs that we should sync up to hashtag Dak Dances to Everything uh, in our Apple Podcast reviews. Leave the five stars with songs we should sync up there and we'll tweet them out from uh, all of our accounts because that hashtag is absolutely hilarious, Mikey. I don't know if you've seen it. It's Dak Prescott doing his hip warm ups, literally synced up to any song under the sun. I gotta ask you, did you see Donovan McNabb's, like, butthurt status on why are we making this a joke? And then, did you see, he tweeted, go get you some, when Jimmy Garoppolo was doing it. McNabb, stop being a clown. 
it's terrible. But yes, Apple Podcasts, search Underground Sports Philadelphia, leave those five star ratings and reviews. And you can also follow us on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. You can also leave five star reviews on Stitcher. We are on the TuneIn app. You can follow and stream us on iHeartRadio. And you can also subscribe to us on the radio.com app and stream us there as well. Shout out to radio.com. Always liking the tweets. We tag them in as well. So uh, wherever you get your podcast, you can listen to us there. You can follow us on Twitter at UndergroundPHI, at goal underscore line underscore FFB. You can follow me on Twitter at KBICZL311. And you can follow Mikey on Twitter at GFF underscore Mikey. Absolutely. So go out, leave those five-star reviews. And uh, while you're sitting on your phone or your computer, go on over, check out our friends over there at trophysmack.com. Use that code GOALLINE, that's G-O-A-L-L-I-N-E at checkout and receive that super sweet and free uh, $59 value championship ring with any of your purchases. So for myself, for Kyle, for Underground Sports Philadelphia, and of course for Goal Line Fantasy Football, thanks for tuning in this week, and we look forward to seeing you guys again next week. Go Birds, let's beat the Pats, and uh, go get those fantasy dubs. Season is coming to a close for the regular season. We want those wins so you can rock the bling with our boys at Trophy Smack. Catch you guys next week. Peace. <laughs>